Star Wars 7x7 episode 2272. Well, the Emmy season is over, and I've got the final tallies here for The Mandalorian. They performed pretty darn well. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So last week we talked about the first Emmy wins for The Mandalorian. Five Emmy wins and ten category nominations in total. And even then, like, if they had won, you know, every opportunity, they could have only won eight, actually, because they were nominated in one category for three episodes. So it's not like they could have gone 10 for 10 <laughs> at the time that we were looking at those, you know, initial awards in the creative situation. But be that as it may, five out of 10 wins or wins in five out of the eight categories in which it was nominated, that is remarkable. And the reason why it's important, why we're having the conversation about their nominations and their wins has to do with how Star Wars storytelling is regarded in the overall Hollywood sphere. And as we've talked about over the years, when we've talked about Oscar nominations, the Star Wars movies were initially, you know, highly regarded in Hollywood in general. It wasn't just pop culture entertainment, it was actual, you know, serious movie making magic. And the Academy recognized it as such and nominated it over and over again. But over the years, the number of nominations per movie dwindled and the actual awards it received, the Star Wars franchise received, also dwindled. And we know Star Wars storytelling is good. Like, we enjoy it, right? And yes, we all enjoy different Star Wars stories, and that's fine. But as far as, like, the general populace, as far as the kind of cultural impact that the original Star Wars movies had, and whether that impact continues at the same level across the generations, well, Hollywood and the awards are kind of an interesting barometer for that. And it feels like, or at least it's felt like over the years, that that barometer has been lower with the sequels and lower with the prequels than it was with the original trilogy. That being said, it's not as though the prequels and the sequels don't have their effect. Certainly that's the case. And I think particularly with the prequels, we're starting to see now the generation that grew up with the prequels carrying forward that legacy and that meaning. And we're starting to see that impact a little bit more readily, as it were, as that generation becomes adults or has become adults. But I think it really is the original trilogy that cemented it and it was recognized as such at the time. And I believe that it's going to be the same with The Mandalorian, that The Mandalorian has the opportunity to cement Star Wars as a staple of live action television and a staple of high quality storytelling just beyond the actual Star Wars genre itself. And so having it be recognized by the Academy or by the Emmy folks with 15 nominations, I mean, that's a big deal. And for it to win is even bigger. So as I said, 
five awards in eight categories out of 10 total nominations in the Creative Emmys, and it's won a couple more. So there were five other awards for which it had been nominated, and it won two of them. So unfortunately, outstanding drama, like that would have been, you know, the piece de resistance, but no, unfortunately, it did not get that succession won that award. And the other two categories for which it did not win awards were for the best guest actor and the best voice actor. So Taika Waititi as IG-11, unfortunately, did not win, and Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon did not win. However, there are two awards after, you know, all the other ones that The Mandalorian did take home. One of them was for music. So Ludwig Göransson won an Emmy Award for his work on The Mandalorian, which is fantastic. And Ryan Watson won for Outstanding Stunt Coordination. So in total, 13 categories in which The Mandalorian was nominated, seven wins, which is pretty darned amazing. There is one last Emmy Award nomination I want to update you on, but before I do that, just a quick shout out to our friends at Audible. You've heard me say it before. It's a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial that we get to offer to you thanks to Audible, and you just go to sw7x7.com audible to get it. You heard Catherine Tabor on the show the last couple of days. She is one of the narrators for Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark, as well as many other cast members from the Clone Wars narrating stories, which is very cool. And whether it's a Star Wars story or any thousands of other books you want to check out, you'll get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook download if you go to sw7x7.com audible, and you'll be helping to support the show as well. So thank you for checking it out. So the last Emmy Award nomination I want to update you on is Star Wars Resistance, which was nominated just for one for Outstanding Children's Program. And on the one hand, it's a bit of a bummer because it was only one of three shows in the category in which it was nominated. And ultimately, and this is not a knock against Star Wars Resistance, but I think it didn't really have a chance. And the two other shows that were nominated in the category actually tied. And so they both won it. One of them was The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on Netflix. And the other one was a documentary called We Are the Dream, the kids of the Oakland MLK Oratorical Fest. So I have to say, I don't think there's any shame in losing to those two shows. And at the same time, you know, I think it goes along with the theme that I really feel badly for Star Wars Resistance. I do feel like it was really beginning to get its feet under itself, especially in the second half of that second season, and it's kind of a bummer that it didn't get to continue on. I really would have liked to see where those characters went and what happened next, and hopefully they will show up again in some other media, but... There you go. That is the rundown on the Emmy Awards and the importance of them as far as Star Wars storytelling and their broader influence on our cultural landscape. And that's going to do it for today's show as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.